This is SR1. All right, everybody, here we go. You are listening to SR1 on News Talk STL. My name is Rob Carter, and you are listening to The Rob Carter Show. I get two hours every Sunday evening from 6 to 8 o'clock. My job is to take you out of the gray skies of the corporate news bubble and into the bright, sunshiny skies of reality. Another big week in news, another big week in distracting news, another big week in fake news, another week where your news needs just a little bit of context and perspective. Because it's showtime in the nation's capital. We have the GOP, and they are leading investigations into the origins of COVID. And we're going to get to that. They are also talking about the First Amendment. They have Matt Taibbi up there from Rolling Stone talking about what he found out when the Twitter files were released to him and his team. They researched why people were being censored, who was involved, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But I think the big story of the week is the Tucker Carlson January 6th story. Later on in the second hour, I have a conversation with a woman by the name of Trisha Hope. Trisha Hope is the kind of person we all should be. She is spending her own money, her own dime, and she is tracking these Congress people down. She was just at CPAC. She's got a couple books out there, and she would not let me promote them because she wants to keep this thing pure. She wants to make sure that you know that she's trying to get things done, and she wants to motivate you to get off your lazy butt and start participating in your country. I asked her, I said, what do you think of these politicians when you went to CPAC? What was your take on them? And she's been out there for a long time. I came across this lady because she was doing Facebook Live videos where she was getting after some of the Democrats back in the day and asking them questions. And she does not see them as celebrities, which is what she told me they act like. She sees them as servants of the people, and she wants her questions answered. Great conversation with her later on the day because she was there on January 6th, and she is highly motivated to make people aware of what's going on in our nation's capital. Because what Tucker Carlson got out to the corporate news bubble people is that January 6th was an operation. And the January 6th committee, led by Liz Cheney and crying Adam Kinzinger on the right, and a bunch of frauds on the left, they're all frauds, don't get me wrong. But they kept a lot of video from you. They kept a lot of information from you. I told you from day one, I was there on January 6th. I did not go there to support Donald Trump, although I believed he won the election. And I was hoping that our system would prove that there were shenanigans that went on, that there was manipulation that went on. And at that time, I still had some belief that Trump was on the side of right. But I wanted to see it for myself. I wanted to see how the whole thing went down. And anybody that watched it could tell there something wasn't right. Something just wasn't on the up and up. And Tucker Carlson began the process of exposing it. Now, I have a theory on what's going on around here, and I want to add perspective on it because here's the way it went down. Kevin McCarthy, your hero, <laughs> Kevin McCarthy, you know, he's the, he, Kevin McCarthy is the man. And he released the 40 something hours, 40,000 something hours of the video inside the Capitol on January the 6th. 
And he released it to Fox News and Tucker Carlson. And you say, Rob, why would he release that information to a news outlet, a propaganda outlet like Fox News? Well, that's because everybody who thinks Fox News is the devil can say, well, see there, it's bias. And then Tucker Carlson shows one night, one night of information where he shows the guy dressed up like a Viking and he was being escorted around the Capitol. And people go, see, there it wasn't violent inside of the Capitol, but on the other side of the news, they're going, well, you're cherry-picking things. This, you're not showing us the whole 40,000 hours of video, and you get, again, the division, the right and left. Now, on alternative media, the guy that runs alternative media, the most important person in the alternative media space by far is Alex Jones and InfoWars. Now, Wipe away whatever you think of Alex Jones. He is the leader on the alternative news front. He came out after Tucker Carlson gave his first presentation. The first night he came out and said, oh, I've got inside information. I've been talking to Tucker Carlson's people. I've been having communication with Tucker Carlson's people, and he is going to release information every day this week. And at the beginning of next week, as he said it, the coup de grace. And he was laughing, he was happy, very, very pleased because the information about the January 6th con game was going to be unraveled on the Tucker Carlson show. And I remember thinking to myself, <laughs> okay, uh, very doubtful that that's going to go down. And of course, that's not how it went down. And then when Tucker Carlson didn't give any video presentation the very next night, Alex Jones came out and said, oh, it was squashed by the Rupert Murdoch and the Fox Corporation because there was pressure put on them by the deep state. Now, if you understand it like I do, Fox News is the deep state. It is a propaganda outfit. And now you get to see how it all works, right? Because Tucker Carlson gets cover from people that are listening to the alternative news because now he's the hero. He was trying to get all the information out there and he's going to get it out there. And Kevin McCarthy's telling people, I'm going to get all of the video out there so we can all see it. Don't worry. We're just going to let the kids that are stuck in prison there that went into the Capitol building by invite, the vast majority, as you're going to find out sooner or later, somehow, some way, people are going to realize that that was, a, that was an orchestrated event. I'm not saying there weren't hooligans that caused problems that day. I'm saying that they were motivated that there were provocateurs that were leading them into trouble, trying to push them into the Capitol so they could put on this event, then put on the January 6th committee, and then scare the living daylights out of anybody. Scare them to death. Anybody that might even contemplate going to Washington, D.C. and protesting this wonderful government that's doing such a fabulous job of stealing our money and spreading it to their network around the world. We must fall in love, and we must fall in line with that way of doing business. But Tucker Carlson gets cover. He gets cover because Alex Jones is telling the people that listen to alternative news that Tucker Carlson's the good guy and that the Fox Corporation had to back off because they were getting pressure from the deep state. Kevin McCarthy gets cover because he gave it to Tucker Carlson. And here we go again with a lot of information being shoved right into your noggin. And again... Per usual, every single time, there is no resolution. 
Let's just think about it. You had Benghazi. How'd that work out for you? Remember, they were going to get to the bottom of Benghazi. They were going to put Hillary Clinton on the cross and nail her to it. And then she ran for president right after that. How about Russian collusion? How about impeachment one, impeachment two? How about fast and furious? I could go on. How about spy balloons? Did we get to the bottom of spy balloons? Is that over yet? How about Nord Stream 2? Did we get to the bottom of that yet? How about the quid pro quo with Biden and Ukraine and then the quid pro quo with Trump and Ukraine? Did we get to the bottom of any of that? How about Lisa Page and Stroke and Comey and Brennan and all of that information? We had them. Congress was interviewing them and we were going to get to it. I don't know how long it will take for people to recognize that this is a show. It's showtime up in D.C., and they're going to tickle you. They're going to make you feel so good. They're going to get all of the information out there, and then they are going to move this system forward whether you like it or not. The people in D.C. are not going to solve your problem. The very first thing you must do is recognize what's going on. You have to recognize what's happening here because I guarantee you the people on the right, they are just so excited because they're going to be able to tell their liberal friends, their Democrat friends, I told you so. I told you so. Well, I told you so a long time ago, but now Tucker Carlson two years later is going to tell you so because apparently Kevin McCarthy's releasing video to him. And that's all that's going to happen is you are going to be able to say, I told you so. And then your brainwashed, brain-dead friends on the other side are going to say, well, I was watching MSNBC and CNN, and they said that you cherry-picked the information. Now, you know that there was 40,000 hours, and all that Tucker Carlson shows, all that he showed was just a couple of minutes. How do we know what the other time? Didn't you see all those people beating down the doors of the Capitol building? This is going to be the other side. And you end up with the same thing over and over and over again, division amongst you and I, we must understand what's going on, left, right, Democrat, Republican, gay, straight, religious, not religious, tall, short, fat, skinny, doesn't matter. We have to come together and recognize that our government is the problem. Our government, listen to me, our government is the problem. Here's how it's going to play out, just so you understand. Uh, this is Chuck Schumer, and this is how, well, I should say this is how it played out. Tucker Carlson was going to give you the information. He gave you one night where he showed you the guy dressed up as a Viking. Now, remember, the guy dressed up as a Viking, he was the leader of the entire operation. An unarmed insurrection led by a guy wearing horns on his head, dressed up like a Viking with his face painted because that became the symbol of the insurrection. Remember? That's how they sold it to you. Very... It's very similar to how they sold COVID to you with people falling down in the streets and face planting, just dying from COVID as they were walking down the street. Now, you still can't convince people in the U.S. that it was an orchestrated show, despite the fact that after two years, we now recognize that nobody is walking down the street and falling dead from COVID. But that's how they sold it to you. That's what was going down in China. But here, COVID must be different. Here, the only way to die from COVID is to go to the hospital, be restricted treatment that works, getting remdesivir, and then getting ventilators on your face, and dying. That's the only option for you if you're in this country. But apparently in China, they were face planting as they were walking along the street. It is absolutely incredible. But back to Tucker, I, I get off into these tangents because there's so much information and it's so easy to diagnose. But nobody seems to get it. I don't... Uh, 
like I said, I, I think it's a brainwashing, a conditioning. But this is very easy to see. When you watch it, you kind of know how it's all going to play out. Um, it is a bit of a war, so you don't know exactly how it's going to play out. That's why I don't like getting into the prediction game. And that's one of the reasons uh, I think that InfoWars and Alex Jones struggles is because they support, <clears throat> excuse me, they support political candidates. They got behind Trump. Now they're talking about Trump or DeSantis. You cannot become friends with these people. If they are involved in the system and you are a journalist, your job is not to support a political candidate. Your job is not to support these people. Your job is to see these people for who they are, ask them very difficult questions, and start moving our country in the right direction by putting the people that are leading it under pressure. You can't be their buddy and hold their hand. Remember when I said Peter Ducey had a child and he said that he got advice from Joe Biden, hold her tight, and that's what I'm going to do? This is Peter Ducey. This is the guy that is questioning people in the White House. Peter Ducey, son of Steve Ducey, morning guy on Fox News. I mean, it's a joke. Do you want your people that are trying to put pressure on the power, which is exactly what the press is there to do? The political press is supposed to hold accountable the people that run the country. And here's Peter Ducey getting his fatherly advice from Joe Biden. You can't make it up. Joe Biden, who his daughter left a diary behind that said she was taking inappropriate showers with him. And then you have his son doing business deals around the world, laundering money with the big guy getting 10%. And Peter Ducey wants to get fatherly advice from Joe Biden. Joe Biden, who's got 25 minutes of videotape where he's snuggling his nose up into some little child's hair. The creepiest thing you've ever seen. And it certainly appears that he's touching these young girls when they're taking pictures. Every time somebody gets into Congress and they go in, they take a picture with the vice president. Their family comes in and they take a picture. If you haven't seen those videos on YouTube, I don't even know if they're still out there anymore. I used to show them and talk about them all the time. But you got Joe Biden manhandling little girls all over the place, sticking his face down in their uh, hair. Uh, it's it's disturbing to watch. Very creepy. But as I said before, what are you going to do? Peter Ducey wants to know how to get advice or wants to get advice from Joe Biden. You cannot, simply just cannot make it up. If you want to get involved with the show, if you have information, if you have questions, you can reach us at therobshowhost at gmail.com. Therobshowhost at gmail.com. Again, that is with two Bs. If you want to get a listen of the podcast, it's a little bit more rated R. No holds barred in the podcast. That is the Rob Show. The Rob Show Podcast.com. That is where you can find it, or you can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple. The Rob Show Podcast.com. When we get back into the second segment, we are going to continue the conversation with Tucker Carlson. I want to lay out just how the whole thing played out with Chuck Schumer, the leader of the uh, Democrats in the Senate. I want to show you how Mitch McConnell reacted to it. And then I want to play some clips with Donald Trump throughout the show to show you that he may be just a little more complicit than we originally thought. That, or when he took the vaccine, his mind went south. Doesn't matter to me. He is a guy that is not going to lead us to the promised land, and you got to get with it. Segment two, stick with us. We'll be right back. The Rob Carter Show. The Rob Carter Show. 
All right, everybody, welcome back. Once again, you are listening to SR1 on News Talk STL. My name is Rob Carter, and you are listening to The Rob Carter Show. Uh, Don't jump, no need to jump. We are going to get to the bottom of things one way or another, but it does amaze me how easy it is to reel people back into the corporate news bubble. I talk about this with friends all the time. People do not see the news as being real unless they see it on the corporate news format. It's incredible. A format that, at least if you're a Trump supporter, you realize is fake. You realize that it's all propaganda. But you still go back to it time and time again thinking these people are going to give you the news. They're not. Tucker Carlson or anybody else, they're not going to give you the news because that is not their job. Tucker Carlson went on Glenn Beck. And he said, you know, people might think that I'm naive because I never believed that my government was outright lying to me. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, you're in the news business. Your father was in the intel business. You're buddies with Hunter Biden. And yet you can't figure out that the government is lying to you. What did you think happened with 9-11? What did you think happened with the Iraq war? There weren't some lies going around there, Tucker. You didn't see him, didn't notice. Uh, It is impossible to believe that Tucker Carlson didn't know that the United States government was lying to him. You have to be insane to believe that. But that's what he went on with Glenn Beck, and that's what he said. I just, maybe I'm naive. I just didn't believe my government was lying to me. I didn't believe these people were out-and-out liars. (laughs) Incredible. And this guy is the one that's giving you the news. Okay, he didn't realize it. This is where I think things are heading. This is where I think the United States government is heading. I believe they're going to uh, just throw, like in January 6th, they're just throwing people in jail. No trial, no discussion. You're guilty. We said so. We're going to, all of the exculpatory evidence, we're going to hide from you. We're going to hide from the American people. And you just go to jail because uh, we're in charge and that's the way it's going to be. This is the way I think our government is going to run in the not too distant future. Check this out. This is outrageous. Where are the armed men who come in to take the protesters away? Where are they? This kind of behavior is never tolerating in Baracoa. You shout like that, they, they put you in jail right away. No trial, no, no nothing. Journalists, we have a special jail for journalists. You're stealing, right to jail. You're playing music too loud, right to jail, right away. You're driving too fast, jail. Slow, jail. You're charging too high prices for uh, sweaters. Glasses, you write to jail. You undercook fish, believe it or not, jail. You overcook chicken, also jail. Undercook, overcook. You make an appointment with a dentist and you don't show up, believe it or not, jail, right away. We have the best patients in the world because of jail. I love that, but that's where we're heading. They're just going to be able to throw you in jail when you don't do whatever they want you to do. In order to have a perfect society, you must be compliant. And if you're not compliant, just like this guy said, if you make an appointment with a dentist and you don't show up, write to jail. You go right to jail. We have the best patients in the world because of jail. And that's where I think they want to take this thing. That's the Chinese model in reality. And that's what's going to go down here if we don't stop it. As crazy as what that sounded like right there, (laughs) because it's funny. That's what they want. I mean, they want to take your freedom of speech away. They want to take your right of self-protection away. They've already taken away your, uh, your, your privacy. They just continue encroaching upon our freedoms, and nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. It is incredible. Now, let me show you how this played out with Tucker Carlson, because the first day he comes out and he shows the Viking walking through the Capitol, 
You recognize right away that he is a nonviolent person. Uh, he goes into the chambers and leads a prayer. You have the Capitol Police walking around with him, trying to get him indoors. Some are locked, some aren't. But the takeaway is this was not a violent, armed insurrection. It was just a guy dressed up like a Viking. He becomes the symbol of the insurrection, very similar to the way they went down or the way they sold COVID, right? In China, they have people face planting right on the street because of COVID. But you can't convince people that it was all just a, a show, a movie. When they got to watch COVID for two years and nobody's fallen down in the streets here in America with the same virus, apparently. In China, they're falling down in the streets face first. In the U.S., they just had to go to the hospital, be restricted treatment, take remdesivir, get on a ventilator, and die. That was the way we went down in America. But in China, they were just falling down in the streets face first. It's sickening to watch. It really, I mean, it's, it's, it's comical, and it's, uh, I have to make fun of it, or I would start crying, but it is something that people have got to pay attention to. Doesn't mean you can't enjoy your life. You know, people say to me, Rob, I just don't want to pay attention to it. I want to enjoy my life. Well, I want to enjoy my life, too, and I do enjoy my life. I enjoy every single day of my life, but that doesn't mean I bury my head in the sand. That doesn't mean I don't participate in my government. I can't wait till you hear this conversation with Trisha Hope. Two books she's got out there, and she will not promote them because she wants to be a citizen of the United States, and she wants to put pressure on our government. The same thing all of you should be doing. You should be putting pressure on guys like Josh Hawley that are supposed to be representing you. Because I'm sure Josh, and I have a clip of him as well, where he goes out on January 4th, 2021, on a Fox News interview and says, I am going to contest the election because my constituents want to know what went down in this election. And they want to know what safeguards we have in place to protect elections of the future. I'm sure Josh has been working on that every day since. Josh from Yale is going to get to the bottom of it with Sean Hannity night after night after night on Fox News. He's going to get to the bottom of it, just like Lindsey Graham's going to write a letter to everybody and get to the bottom of it. It's fake. It's orchestrated. The news is the government. The pharmaceutical business is the government. The defense contractors is the government. The universities are not controlled by the government. It's all the tech companies all controlled or in bed with the United States government. It is our country that is falling right before us. It is our country that is starting wars all over the country in our name and sending our kids off to die. We must be awake. We must be aware. We must care enough to make the changes. So if you are hearing me tonight, you have got to do your part. It should take you five minutes a week to call Senator Josh Hawley and say we must have a system in place where free and fair elections take place, something that we as citizens can verify. We want verifiable elections. We don't really care about anything else that you do because if we cannot pick our representatives, we are just going to get more corporate shills that work on behalf of a world governing system. It's really as simple as that. We must have fair elections first. We must have verifiable elections first. All of the other issues that are going on in the country are just uh, symbols of what's really going down. But in order to change it, if we want to change the direction, if we want to change where we're heading, we have to be able to pick our representatives. And I don't want any more wealthy kids from Yale and Harvard and Columbia and Georgetown and Johns Hopkins. I don't want any more of those people. I want people that are middle class, people that know the struggle that we all go through. We don't need any more elitists in our government 
explaining to us how they're going to save our lives because it's not working. Inflation's through the roof. Our kids are, they don't know if they're boys or girls. We're rolling up our sleeves to get gene therapies that they told us were vaccines. I could go on and on and on. The border's wide open. We have kids dying of fentanyl. It's just, it's too much. It's too much, and nobody seems to want to stand up and take uh, accountability. Nobody wants to point the finger at this government and say, you guys are going to put in a free, fair, verifiable election, or else, or else. Because if you're breaking the Constitution and you're stealing and manipulating elections, which we all know that they are, then they are breaking the Constitution, and we have a duty to get them out of office. By hook or crook, we have to get our system back quickly, or we're not going to have a free society. It's really, it comes down to that. But this is how they played it out. This is Chuck Schumer after the first night of Tucker Carlson showing the Viking walking through the Capitol building. Here's what Chuck Schumer came out, and this is how he addressed the situation. Chuck Schumer, clip number 27. Ready? Go. These lies continue tonight. Rupert Murdoch, who has admitted they were lies and said he regretted it, has a special obligation to stop Tucker Carlson from going on tonight now that he's seen how he has perverted and slimed the truth and from letting him go on again and again and again. Not because their views deserve such a program, but because our democracy depends on it. Now there is Chucky Schumer, club member from Harvard, and he's making sure that Rupert Murdoch, who's running Fox News, knows that Tucker Carlson cannot continue on with these videos. Now Tucker Carlson gets covered because everybody knows that the Fox News Corporation wouldn't allow him to put the videos out. Kevin McCarthy gets covered because he released it to our hero Fox at Fox News, Tucker Carlson, and Tucker Carlson was stopped. So everybody now has an angle. And then Rupert Murdoch and the Fox News Corporation can say it was the deep state. We can't show the inside of the Capitol because people might know where certain uh, security doors are at or doors that need to be secure, whatever. It's our Capitol. I mean, it's we want to know what happened. But apparently it's just not going to go down. That was Chucky Schumer making sure that Rupert Murdoch knows that the deep state and the people really in charge of this operation, they don't want him to allow Tucker Carlson to put the information out there about the Capital Six grand unarmed insurrection led by a guy dressed up as a Viking. No more. Here is what Chuck Schumer had to say to Rachel Maddow about the long arm of the deep state, the global intelligence agencies. This is what he had to say. Pay attention because this is the same guy. I thought it might be relevant to the conversation. Chucky Schumer, number 25, clip 25, ready, go. The president-elect's latest, latest yeah. unsolicited pronouncement on the intelligence community. She's talking about Trump. This was his tweet just a little while ago tonight. You see the scare quotes there. The yeah. intelligence briefing yeah. on so-called Russian hacking was delayed until Friday. Perhaps more time needed to build a case very strange. We're actually told, intelligence sources tell NBC News since this tweet has been posted, that actually this intelligence briefing for the president-elect was always planned for Friday. It hasn't been delayed. Pay attention. He's, he's taking these shots, this antagonism, yep. this taunting to the intelligence tell community. You, you take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. You take on the intelligence agencies and they have six ways to Sunday to get back at you. Ain't that interesting? Uh, here is the way the 
left-wing press, NBC News. So Tucker Carlson comes out, and you get to watch the video of the Viking walking through the Capitol. NBC News comes out and says, Tucker Carlson, with newly released video provided to him by Speaker McCarthy, falsely portrays the January 6th riot as a peaceful gathering. Now, nobody said it was a peaceful gathering. They are saying that the guy being held, this Viking guy, forget his name, I got it written down here somewhere, it doesn't really matter. Um, he, well, it should matter, I shouldn't say that, but he is in prison for trespassing into the United States Capitol, and we don't even know if the Capitol Police let him in, and he certainly didn't do anything violent. You can see that he, he's leading a prayer and walking around inside the Capitol with the Capitol Police, and this poor guy is sitting in jail. I think he's got a four-year prison sentence. Here's some other information I think you might want to know. Now, if you're into news, you probably know this, but Dominion is suing Fox News for whatever reason. I can't really figure it out because Fox News never went out there and really pushed the narrative that the elections of 2020 with Biden and Trump were stolen or manipulated. They didn't really push that narrative. In fact, they tried to keep it from you, if you remember. But they are suing, Dominion is suing Fox News. And here are some text messages that were released with Tucker Carlson and somebody else within the Fox News uh, operation. Uh, This is what Tucker Carlson says. I'll read the whole thing for you that was released just recently. It says, we are very, very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights. This is Tucker Carlson talking. And then he goes on to say, I truly can't wait. And whoever responds to him says, I want nothing more. It does feel very close. I imagine things will get nice starting around mid-February. And then here's what Tucker Carlson responds. I hate him passionately. I blew up at Peter Navarro today in frustration. I actually like Peter, but I can't handle much more of this. Speaking of Donald Trump, isn't that, I think that's a little behind the scenes information that people need to know, is that a Fox News personality that's going to give you the true skinny hates Donald Trump passionately. Now, if you go back to that time, again, if you just watched the testimony before the state senates, you know that the uh, you know that the elections of 2020 were manipulated. You don't have to be a real news person to recognize what happened again. For first time listeners, five of the largest voting counties in America shut down in the middle of the night when Donald Trump had a huge lead. And when we woke up the next morning because of the magic of mail in balloting that Donald Trump installed with the CARES Act, with the COVID con job, then everybody had to vote by mail because it was just too dangerous to go in and vote same day. It was just way too dangerous. Now we know that Tucker Carlson doesn't like Donald Trump and that Dominion is releasing the text messages between Tucker Carlson and people within the Fox News operation. Uh, It is... It's something to see. Once again, if you want to join in on the conversation, if you have any questions, if you have any relevant information, therobshowhost at gmail.com. That is Rob with two Bs, therobshowhost at gmail.com. If you want to get a listen to the podcast, the rated R version, it is therobshowpodcast.com, therobshowpodcast.com, Rob, again, spelled with two Bs. Back into segment three, we're going to move into the congressional hearings. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
right, everybody, welcome back. Once again, you are listening to SR1 on News Talk STL. My name is Rob Carter, and you are listening to The Rob Carter Show. Frankie, do me a favor. I want to finish some conversation about January 6th. I want to tie Donald Trump into it. So if I run long in this particular segment, let's make sure that we talk about the congressional hearings along with our conversation with Trisha Hope in hour number two. I want to get into those conversations. They're fascinating, all of them. And I don't want to lose them, but I want to drive home the point about January 6th and Donald Trump. Because every time I have a conversation with people who still support Donald Trump, I'm amazed at the perspective. Uh, Because I'll say, did you take the vaccine? And they'll say no. I'll say, do you think these gene therapies that were sold as vaccines, do you see them to be dangerous? And they'll say, of course, I would never take them. And I always think to myself, then why are you supporting Trump? And they'll tell me, well, you know, if he hadn't done what he did, uh, they were going to shut down and lock down society for 10 years. And I'm thinking to myself, what? Uh, Just because somebody told you they were going to lock down society for 10 years, uh, that doesn't mean it was true. And they'll say, well, uh, well, he was misled by Fauci and the scarf lady and the FDA. And I think to myself, well, wait a minute. That means he didn't do any homework about Fauci? When you know that Robert F. Kennedy told him about Fauci, he did no investigating of Fauci. When all of the doctors were coming out on Twitter and they were being censored, you mean Donald Trump didn't know anything about that? He didn't know that guys like me that were being kicked off of YouTube, uh, being kicked off of Twitter, being kicked off of Facebook, he didn't know any of that was happening. He didn't go, wait a minute, wait, there's a ton of doctors out here that are saying mRNA technologies could potentially be dangerous. They were telling us that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine were effective drugs. They were telling us that vitamin D, that uh, vitamin C drips, these kind of things could be effective in preventing us from getting COVID-19, the deadly virus with a 99% recovery rate. But Donald Trump sold it real hard. You didn't notice all of his rallies telling people to get vaccines before they were available. He even calls himself the father, the king of the vaccine, but you still support him. I, I, I really, I can't reconcile it because even if you didn't get sick from it, but maybe a coworker or a family member, maybe one of those people got sick, got a cancer out of nowhere, got a, I had kidney failure or liver problem because what these gene therapies apparently do, this spike protein that is in them, it appears they attack the weakest part of the body in a lot of people. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, mortality rates are higher than they were. Um, you, you're seeing a lot of kids die of heart attacks on the field. We've talked about it over and over on this show. And I, like I said, I don't want to beat that up because it's too depressing. Uh, but at the very least, what they told us about these vaccines and gene therapies was a lie at the very least. And I don't know how you can say that a guy that stared into the camera sold you a lie over and over again, basically restructured our entire society around COVID-19 and passed a $6.2 trillion CARES Act to support it, ushered in mail-in ballots, called Representative Massey from Kentucky a third-rate congressman because he wanted people to come to D.C. and vote in person because it was a $6.2 trillion bill. Donald Trump called him a third-rate congressman for even protesting the idea that we would pass a $6.2 trillion bill to support the infrastructure for COVID. I don't know how you stick with him. It amazes me. But I want you to listen to what he had to say on January 6th as he's speaking to the supporters that he invited there. This is what he said to them uh, when it appeared on the TV that they were creating havoc 
at the Capitol building. Pay very close attention to the very last thing that he says because I think it illustrates who Donald Trump really is. Uh, this is clip number four seven. Ready, go. I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack on the United States Capitol. Like all Americans, I am outraged by the violence, lawlessness, and mayhem. I immediately deployed the National Guard and federal law enforcement to secure the building and expel the intruders. America is and must always be a nation of law and order. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy. To those who engaged in the acts of violence and destruction, you do not represent our country. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. We have just been through an intense election, and emotions are high. But now tempers must be cooled and calm restored. We must get on with the business of America. Get on with the business of America. Because business in America is really good if you're in the pharmaceutical business or the defense contracting business, right? Because it's one and the same. It's all just one big game. But that is the business of America. We're starting wars all over the world. We're sending our drugs all over the world. We're mandating that uh, people in the military roll up their sleeves and get a gene therapy that they didn't need. That is the business of America, don't you think? And then he talks about law and order. What about the Constitution? What if you make laws that are outside of the Constitution, Mr. Trump? Have we ever thought of that? Because we have people right now sitting in prison in D.C. for trespassing. Four years. And if they were invited into the Capitol building by the police, that makes it even more disturbing. Uh, this is from Baron de Montesquieu. This is an old saying or an old, um, uh, old comment. Way back in the day, he says, there is no crueler tyranny than which is perpetuated under the shield of law and in the name of justice. So when you hear communism or authoritarianism or fascism, if they change the laws outside the bounds of the Constitution, don't we have a problem? Because when you say you want everything to be law, America must be of law and order. Well, there are certain laws that are um, outlined in the Constitution that we have to follow, but there are also things that are outside of the Constitution that we are now making law, just making it, just executive order. We're just making laws that are outside the bounds of the Constitution. I think people should pay attention to that. Let me also get into this, because not only did Chucky Schumer come out and demand that uh, Rupert Murdoch of Fox News not allow Tucker Carlson to release any more footage inside the Capitol building, right, because we played that clip, here is the way Mitch McConnell, the turtle, the leader of the Republicans in the Senate, this is how he addressed the situation to the press. Mitch McConnell, uh, where are we at here? Clip number 2-8, ready, go. My uh, concern is how it was depicted, which is a different issue. Clearly, the chief of the Capitol Police, in my view, correctly describes what most of us witnessed firsthand on January 6th. So that's my reaction to it. Um, It was a mistake, in my view, for Fox News to depict this in a way that's 
completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official here at the Capitol thinks. That's interesting because you know what he doesn't mention is all of the provocateurs that were there in the nation's capital on January the 6th. This guy's name is Ray Epps. We've talked about him many, many times. But just so you have a reminder of what was going on in January on January 6th. Now, Ray Epps is telling people, he is instigating people and riling them up the day before and the day of. There's video of him and audio of him all along the way trying to get people to go into the Capitol. Now, nobody had, Ray, Ray Epps was on the FBI's Most Wanted the day after the January 6th riots, whatever you want to call them. But then there was no resolution. He's set free, and the Democrats act like he's their buddy. So the guy that was trying to get people to go into the Capitol is running around free, and the people that went into the Capitol, some by invite, clearly because you can watch the Capitol Police open the doors in many instances and allow people in and waving them in and giving them tours of the Capitol building, those people are in prison or in solitary confinement without bail. They cannot, uh, they're not seeing judges properly they're not they're they're prisoners they're political prisoners clearly that's exactly what's going on it is meant to deter you from ever lifting a finger against this government ever doing anything they said no no no. we are in charge we are kings and queens this is the establishment baby and when you try to come up against us you're going to end up in jail even if you're walking around your own capital peacefully invited there by the president of the united states and invited in by the Capitol Police. Isn't that very interesting? But here is Donald Trump talking about Mitch McConnell, and then I'm going to play a clip of Ray Epps so you get a sense of who he is. But before I do, listen to the way Donald Trump talked about Mitch McConnell when he was endorsing him after he had worked with him for years and years. Now, we, you and I, know who Mitch McConnell is. I think everybody knows who Mitch McConnell is at this point, right? He's married to Elaine Chow from Harvard. He's obviously a club member. Her father has vowed loyalty to the CCP. He's a major player in the shipping business around the world. And she's married to the most powerful man in the Republican Party at this particular point in time. But Donald Trump didn't see any conflict of interest at all. Neither did George Bush. Uh, They never see any conflict of interest at all when it comes to the leader of the Senate being married to Elaine Chao from Harvard, who's associated her father That's a pretty important person. Her father runs a shipping company out of China and has vowed his allegiance to China. Nobody sees any conflict of interest there at all. Check this out. Donald Trump endorsing Mitch McConnell, and then Mitch McConnell went out and used this endorsement in Kentucky to win re-election. Donald Trump on Mitch McConnell. Ready? Go. We have a man, one of the most powerful men in the world. He's one of yours. There's nobody tougher. There's nobody smarter. He's rock-ribbed Kentucky leader, Mitch McConnell. I think there's nobody that's done a better job ever than Senator Mitch McConnell. President Trump and Mitch McConnell delivering for Kentucky. I guess the best plan that Donald Trump had was to send a hack who is the leader of the uniparty from the right, because it's just a uniparty, and he represents the right, and you got Schumer now representing the left in the Senate. I guess Donald Trump thought the best way to lead us out of the swamp, to lead us to freedom, 
was to put Mitch McConnell back into the Senate for a six-year term. I guess that's the way it goes. Makes perfect sense to me. Does anybody really believe any of that? I mean, it's just, ah, come on, everybody. Let's get it together here. Let's figure out what's going on because we're making some big decisions about the direction of our country, and we must expose Donald Trump. We must at least ask him the questions because, remember, he serves us, not the other way around. He serves us. I want answers to these questions. How in the world could you work with Mitch McConnell for three and a half years and then endorse him? How did you work with Lindsey Graham? And endorse him. And he's still out working with Lindsey Graham, who everybody knows is a fraud. Everybody knows Lindsey Graham is a fraud. Nobody in the South Carolina likes Lindsey Graham. Nobody likes Lindsey Graham, period. He's on Sean Hannity constantly saying he's going to write letters to get to the bottom of whatever topic of the day he wants to discuss. Nothing ever happens. And then he comes on. He says he's going to write a letter again. He's always writing letters, if you pay attention, to Lindsey Graham. And he gets nothing done. Because I think that is the game in reality. But here is Ray Epps. This is what was really going on on January 6th. Uh, You had federal agents or contractors within the uh, federal government. It certainly appears, because I saw a lot of Antifa walking around there. And if you remember Antifa, the Republicans, I think it was Ted Cruz was trying to get uh, uh, the senator from, I believe it was the senator from Hawaii, uh, Hirono, to denounce Antifa, and she wouldn't do it because Antifa, it appears again, might be just an arm of the government, right? Because uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to make them a uh, terrorist organization and uh, and have them recognized as a terrorist organization within the federal government, but nobody seems to want to do that. They're always causing havoc, and nobody ever arrests them. Um, they're always running free. They're always causing havoc across the nation. Why is that, you think? I saw a lot of them there on January 6th because I saw him in Seattle and I saw him in Georgia before and I know what they look like. Uh, Here is Ray Epps instigating people to go into the Capitol over and over again and today he's free, but the Viking is in prison. Ray Epps, clip number five, two, ready, go. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. That's how intelligent the Trump supporters were on January the 6th. When he starts saying that you should go into the Capitol, they start screaming at him and chanting, Fed, Fed, Fed. And then you see him whisper in somebody's ear, it's on video, right before the Capitol Police are overrun by the mob. He's whispering somebody's ear and then they charge forward. That's the beginning of the insurrection, if you will, the beginning of the riots. If you want to join the program and you have questions, therobshowhost at gmail.com. Two Bs, therobshowhost at gmail.com. If you want to listen to the podcast, which is a little bit more R-rated, no commercial breaks, right at you with all of the information, that is therobshowpodcast.com. Stay with us. We're going to get into the second hour, talk to Trisha Hope. We'll talk about the congressional hearings. we got a lot more to discuss. Stick around. We'll be right back.
All right, everybody, here we go. Welcome to hour number two. Once again, you are listening to SR1 on News Talk STL. My name is Rob Carter, and you are listening to The Rob Carter Show. My good friend Frankie joins me for the second hour because I need a little bit of conversation in this second hour. What's going on, Frankie? Living the dream, Rob. How you doing? I'm doing good. How did I do in the first hour? Uh, I'm sure you have a lot of questions because inevitably when I do a lot of information in one particular, just a run, yeah, I don't cover everything. So if you have some questions, save them before we end the show because I want to make sure that I make myself very clear. But I want to get into these other topics because I find them to be very interesting and very important. I want to read a few headlines here. Okay. And then we'll get into the congressional hearings with um, Matt Taibbi. Do you know who Matt Taibbi is? Do you know that name? Sounds familiar, but I have no idea. No. Matt Taibbi is a Rolling Stone reporter. He used to go on the Bill Maher show all of the time. Okay. Um, he was the one that Elon Musk uh, allowed to see the Twitter files. Okay. And he recognized right away that many government agencies were involved in censoring me and many people within the... Uh, alternative media universe who was trying to get a message out that COVID-19 was a con job, that the mRNA technologies might be dangerous, all of this different information. Uh, he released it to Matt Taibbi and his group. And now, of course, mm -hmm. the uh, the establishment, especially the Democrats, because their role now is going to be to attack him. Yeah. Uh, he was before Congress, and I want to play some of those clips and just kind of fill people in on what I see there as the back and forth uh, between Matt Taibbi and the Democrats in Congress. And then you also have a guy by the name of Robert Redfield. Mm -hmm. He was running the CDC when the whole COVID thing was going on. Now, he claims that he knew all along that COVID-19 was produced in a laboratory, yeah. that it was not from nature, okay. and that he was excluded from the conversation. There were emails going back and forth, and he was not privy to that. And now he's throwing Dr. Fauci under the bus. What people should know about Dr. Redfield yeah. is that he was involved in the AIDS days as well. There's a letter that was sent to Congressman Waxman back in the day. This is during AIDS when it was going on. Okay. And it implicates Redfield as somebody who was trying to suppress information so they could sell vaccines for AIDS back in the early 90s. It's interesting because I sent you, I believe I sent you a clip earlier this week where it showed, and the headline was, CDC Director... Um, basically, you know, takes down Fauci and shows that he was, you know, the reason for the COVID-19 variant getting released. And I found that interesting. And then you told me what you just said. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize well, he was that corrupt. Well, that's that's what's interesting about what's going on, Frankie, is, you know, I'm looking at uh, like Alex Jones because I pay attention to all of the media. Yeah. It's like if you listen to Alex Jones, you're like, it's a crazy person. I'm like, well, millions of people are listening to this guy. We might want to know what he's saying because he is. He is the moon and the stars in the alternative media. Mm -hmm. And my problem with Alex Jones is quite simple. I think when you get buddy-buddy with politicians, you lose your journalistic... Um, uh, um, you're just not objective if you are rooting for Donald Trump and then he's rooting for Ron DeSantis and now it's Donald Trump and then he's talking to Roger Stone and all of these people. But he is coming from an angle where he's getting in bed with politicians and they're all slippery, yeah. including Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. So when I, when I look at things, if I talk to a politician, I want them to answer questions for me. I want to know what he, I'm a, I'm a constituent and I want to know what you have to say to me. I'm not promoting you. I'm not selling mm -hmm. your book. I'm not telling anybody how great you are. I'm not telling my people to go out and vote for you. Of course. I really want to have a conversation about what's important in the country and what are you doing to fix it and what 
what are you actually putting forth? Because a lot of these people are all talk. We're going to talk about Josh Hawley because in Missouri, yeah, Josh Hawley is the man. They love him because yeah, yeah, he's very yeah. slick. Um, he uh, he gives great presentations in Congress. He's on all of the right topics, but he's a Yale guy. Mm-hmm. You know my feelings about yeah. that. He said, and I'll play a clip of Josh Hawley later on. Uh, he said, I believe it was on January 4th, if I'm not mistaken. He went on Fox News, and they were questioning him. Was he going to contest the election? That's a really, that's a great clip yeah. because Mike Pence is involved in that clip. I want you to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he says he's, his constituents want to know what's going on, and they want to make sure that the election was on the up and up. And if it wasn't, how do we put safeguards in place in the future? And my constituents want to know, and I've never heard from so many uh, people in Missouri, they want answers to this. And then, you know, as soon as the election was over, uh, it was over, mm-hmm. you know, and then we move on to the next topic and nobody cares about elections anymore, apparently. So it's yeah. very interesting. But on on the elections, let me start there before we get into we're going to talk with Trish. Yep, yep, yep. We're going to talk about the congressional hearings. But I found this on Twitter. This guy's name is D.C. Durano. He's a reporter on Twitter, and he's actually pretty good. I disagree with him on his political fever because I believe he's a big Donald Trump fan. And I don't think people I think they have a. I, you know, I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, I've been wrong before, but I think they have a blind spot for Donald Trump and they're just not paying attention to what really went on in his administration and what he continues to push even to this day. But yep. here is what he put out on Twitter. This is DC Drano and it's spelled DC underscore D R A I N O. If people want to look him up, it says nothing to see here. Just a $38 million payout from the Biden regime to Maricopa County. For super important, and he puts in quotation marks, workforce and foundational capabilities. Mm. Three weeks after the after they rigged it against Carrie Lake in the midterm election, I'm sure there's no payoffs involved. Now, we talked the last couple of weeks about what went down in Maricopa County yeah. because uh, these this insurance agent and this attorney went before an election committee down there and said the Sinaloa drug cartel has bought off the entire system. Yep. And I think the Sinaloa drug cartel is not much different than the Pfizer or the Moderna or the FDA drug cartel. That's just my personal opinion. I, I think evidence uh, is out there that that's the case. Yeah. But here we go. Right after the um, very suspicious election, uh, Maricopa County gets $38 million from the Biden regime. Uh, you make of that what you will. Mm. Here's another just on that topic. This is from uh, the Gateway Pundit on Twitter. <clears throat> it says, New Mexico... Soros-backed Secretary of State Maggie Tulos Oliver used illegal software to combine election results and tried to cover it up, wow. breaking several state and local laws in the process. Now, this is, again, this is a border state to Arizona and a border state to Mexico. Yep. And when you look at Soros, Frankie, in Missouri, you've got a woman by the name of uh, Kim Gardner, who everybody is upset with. They say that she is Soros-backed and... What's going on is Soros, through many different foundations, has backed politicians and prosecutors yep. all over the country, all over. and they have an agenda, and the agenda is not pro-America. Let's put it to Definitely you that way. Not. So I found that very interesting. Um, that here's just another one uh, that you might, uh, on the same election, same big club, same it's all connected uh, idea. Uh, this is from Jenny Tayer on Twitter, and her name is spelled... J-E-N-N-I-E-T-A-E-R on Twitter. She's another reporter. It says, exclusive. The Red Cross has guides for U.S.-bound migrants that include a map to the border, 
resources along the journey and a paper on what to do when encountering the dangers along the trip. So the Red wow. Cross is showing how to get into the country illegally. <laughs> wow. So, you know, like I do, Frankie, I actually, you know, I, I do what journalists do. I go, well, that's interesting. Who is this person that's running the Red Cross? Because yeah. if the Red Cross is showing how to get are showing migrants how to get illegally into the United States and what paths to take and everything else. Well, who is running the Red Cross? So I look her up. Her name is Gail J. McGovern. Mm. Here's what it says about her and her bio. This is just off of Wikipedia, but the bio is on Wikipedia, not when it gets into the history and this and that and the other, because that's all you can't, can't trust, trust that at that, all. No. But the bios, I've looked up the bios and cross-referenced them a hundred times. I've never found one to be wrong. Yeah. So this is off of Wikipedia. It says, J Gail J. McGovern is an American business person who became president and CEO of the American Red Cross on June 23, 2008. McGovern held top management positions at AT&T Corporation and Fidelity Investments. She is a member of the board of trustees of Johns Hopkins mm. and the board of directors at DT Energy. And when, he looks at her, when you look up her alma mater, it says Johns Hopkins University. Johns Hopkins University and Columbia Business School. Can you believe uh, that so she might a, be a club she's member? A club it's member. just amazing. I mean, it almost it almost never happens except for about ninety nine point five percent of the time. Yeah. Just like COVID. Yep. And if you took the vaccines, ninety nine point five percent of the time it was going to be effective. Yep. And then we turned out it wasn't mm, really effective sorry, that much, no. Frankie. We lied to you. Um, I find all that, and I have more on the club, but I just I don't want to get into it because I think people know what's going on at this point if they listen to this show. Yeah. Uh, but I want to talk about. Um, the hearings. Yes. I want to get into the first one is this is Matt Taibbi who we brought up before, yep. but before I do, let's set the, uh, let's set the stage for what's really going on in the world. Because as you get caught up in what's going on with the first amendment and the, and the conversation in Congress with Matt Taibbi about the Twitter files yep. and how the United States government, along with Twitter, were suppressing speech from anybody that had a different narrative about COVID or anything else. Anything. Right, because I was kicked off, Frankie. You know that I, know. I was kicked off of Twitter twice. Mm -hmm. I was kicked off of YouTube every time. Even when we put the radio show on YouTube, it gets brought down. Kicked off of Facebook too many times to count. Yeah, and even even if I don't know if you've noticed, but on Spotify especially, when we launch podcast episodes, anytime we mention COVID, there's a little little tab at the bottom of the episode and says, "If you want to learn more about COVID, tap here." And I've tapped it before, and it's first sentence lie, and I'm just like, "Come on, you can't you can't make it up." Uh, it's unbelievable. It, uh, speaking of Spotify, so somebody was asking me where to find the show on Spotify because they like Spotify. Yeah. So I sent, uh, I said, it's just look, go to Spotify and look up the Rob show. And they couldn't find it. I'm like, what do you mean you can't find it? I thought maybe it was pulled down again. So I went went there, typed in the Rob show on Spotify. Yep. And then I had to scroll down through all these different things. Now, there's only one, the Rob show, which is me. Yep. But when I type in the actual The Rob Show into Spotify, I had to scroll down about 15 uh, different shows before I found mine. I'm like, well, isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah, it happens to me, too. Isn't that They got all kinds of different names with Rob in it. But The Rob Show, I had to go down to about 15 different shows to find it. It's yep. just, it's incredible what is going on in this country, but nobody seems to notice, Frankie, and nobody seems to care. Just me and you and Trish Hope, who we interviewed, and we'll play her in the second and third uh, segment of the second hour. So here we go. Uh, I have talked about Yuri Bezmenov many times. He yep. was a defector from the old Soviet Union into the United States, and he came here in the 80s and did seminars. He did television shows, and he said, your country is being, uh, your country is under attack, whether you understand it or not. Your country is being, the rug is being pulled out from underneath you. Freedom yep. is going to go away if the people of America don't wise up and recognize what is going on. 
Same thing I've been saying for a long time. It is a slow drip until they get the system in place, and then bam, it's over. Yeah, it's right just one face. of those things where it's a slow drip. You see it happening. You see it happening. It goes on for as long as they need it to happen. But once the system is completely in place and they can touch the button, all of a sudden you are out of freedom and you're into a compliant system, which is basically a slavery system. Yep. You can see it happening. It's happened all over the world. Uh, as I always say, Ronald Reagan said, every generation must fight for freedom. Here we are. And here we go. Big but this fight. is Yuri Bezmanov. Listen to this. And again, I just cannot stand anybody that puts information out on Twitter and they put the background music to it. Stop. Yeah, it's it's so annoying. annoying. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear your artistic view of the way the information should be heard. <laughs> Leave it alone. Doesn't play matter. the clip. Let us get the information. But quit putting music behind it. But if you can stick with it and listen to what uh, uh, this clip has to say, I find it. It's exactly what we're worried about. Yuri Bezmanov. Uh, defector from the old Soviet Union. This was a clip that I found, and I want you to pay attention to it because it sets up the rest of the show. Uh, clip number four, three. Ready. Go. 1986, a KGB defector predicted exactly what would be happening in the United States today. Watch this. The United States is in a state of war, undeclared total war against the basic principles and the foundations of, of this system. The initiator of this war, however ridiculous it may sound, the world communist system. What, what actually happens now, that unlike myself, you have literally several years to live on unless the United States wake up. The, the time bomb is ticking with every second. The disaster is coming closer and closer. Unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect. This is it. This is the last country of freedom and, and possibility. Okay, so what do we do? What is your recommendation to the American people? There must be a very strong national effort to educate people in, in, in the spirit of real patriotism, number one. Number two, to, to explain them the real danger of socialist, communist, whatever, welfare state, big brother government. If people will fail to grasp the impending danger of that development, Nothing ever can help the United States. You may kiss goodbye to your freedom. All this freedom will vanish, evaporating in five seconds, including your precious lives. It's exactly what Khrushchev said. The United States, we will instill, install communism in the United States without a shot ever being fired. It will be happening underneath your nose. You'll never know what's going down. And what he says that we're all facing is a world communist system. Exactly what JFK said. JFK yep. said we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy, and then he lays out how it's going down. What he says you need to fix it is re-educate people on what real patriot patriotism is, explain the dangers of big government, which is what I'm doing. All That's day. what I do. It's, it's the entire premise of this operation and what the welfare state and big brother can do to your system. Um, and if we fail to grasp it, it's just going to happen. Again, Frankie, before we get into um, the next segment... If you want a replay of this show, you have to get the Rumble app. Get SR1. Look, we'll get the Rumble app. Go to SR1 and then look up the Rob Carter Show. And that way, if the information is too much for you, if you're your first-time listener, you can listen to it all over again. Uh, stay with us. We're going to be right back. You are listening to the Rob Carter Show, segment five and segment six in just a minute. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, everybody. 
Welcome back. Once again, you are listening to SR1 on News Talk STL. My name is Rob Carter, and you are listening to The Rob Carter Show. It's a Van Halen uh, vibe today, Frankie. I like Van I like Halen. It. What am I going to do? So a little I. rock and roll. Get the spirits up and running. Uh, oh, yeah. What do you think of the Pure Cure Coffee? How long have you been drinking it now? Um, Probably about a couple weeks now. What do you think of it? It's by far the best coffee I have right now. I have it right next to me. As we're recording I right tell now, everybody. It's the best. It is the best coffee. Yeah. And I love coffee. I, nobody drinks more coffee than me because I drink it throughout the day because I get up, I go down, I go up, I go down, but I love coffee. Yeah. And I was not going to do the deal with these guys. I said, listen, if I love the coffee, I'll do it, but you got to send me the coffee first. They sent me the coffee. I drank it for a couple days. I'm like, man, I like this coffee. And all of a sudden, what I started to notice was my stomach wasn't getting upset, which was a big deal to me because I would drink so much coffee that my stomach would get upset. But this coffee, uh, Pure Cure Coffee, P-U-R-C-U-R coffee.com. If you haven't had some, you need to get it. Pure Cure Coffee. You have to support the sponsors. P-U-R-C-U-R coffee.com. You'll love it. Uh, It is the best coffee that has ever crossed your lips. I guarantee it. Let me get into, Frankie, I want to get into these uh, congressional hearings. So we talked about Matt Taibbi earlier. Now, Matt Taibbi, so you understand, is a hardcore progressive. Uh, He's a leftist. Uh, but as as it always goes, and Trish and I talked about it in the conversation we had that we're going to play here in just a minute, eventually, when tyranny's coming, when authoritarian is coming, eventually it gets to you. So long as you think it's over there and it's not touching you, you just go on about your life, you're having yep. your vacations, you're having your fun, you're taking pictures of your food and putting it out on Facebook. I love that. It's my favorite. I don't know why people do that. It just cracks me up. Yeah, it's the best. Uh, I have no interest in your food. I Do people care? I'm like, they go, man, that looks really good. Your food looks great. And they want to talk about yeah. it for a little bit. I don't get it. Nope. Um, I know a lot of you women love to do it. Even some of the guys like to do it. But uh, there is more pressing things going on in the world than what you're having for lunch or what you're having for dinner. But that's just my opinion. I want to play this clip right away. Okay. This is Matt Taibbi with Daniel Goldman. And I'm going to let you hear the clip, and then I'm going to give you the backdrop perspective on what you're hearing, Frankie. Does that make sense? Uh, This is Daniel Goldman talking to Matt Taibbi, progressive from the Rolling Stone. He's also with a guy named Michael Schellenberger. Uh, They are the ones that got the Twitter files and were able to dissect them and explain to the American people that it was Twitter and the American government, many alphabet agencies involved, censoring the American people. Here we go. This is Dan Goldman and Matt Taibbi. Clip number two, three. Ready. Go. Earlier, but is it your testimony here today that you disagree with the two indictments by special counsel Robert Mueller that definitively established that Russia interfered in our 2016 election through social media disinformation and a hack and leak operation? No, I don't disagree. Okay. Mr. Taibbi, do you disagree with those two indictments? Well, I don't. Indictments aren't a thing to disagree. Do you disagree? With. They're about forty or fifty pages. Do you disagree with the evidence outlined in those indictments? Well, indictments are just charges. When, when, I when just the, asked you, do you disagree with the evidence included in those indictments? Yes or no? I'm not on the jury of that case. I couldn't possibly say yes or no. Okay, because you said earlier, I believe, that you did not see Russia. You, you could not confirm that Russia interfered in our election in 2016. That you don't believe that. Is that your testimony here today? You don't believe that they did. I think it's possible that they they may have on a small scale, but certainly not to what's been reported. What's been reported or what's been included in the indictments? Well, again, indictments are allegations. They're not proof. And I understand. In, in, it's in, pretty in, detailed allegations. In the so Mueller indictment, should, by the way. You should go read the indictment and then come back and tell us if you actually think there's no proof of it. Well, but let me move on. Some, some of those, just, some let of me those move defendants, on, please. by the please, way, when please, they Please, let me move on. That's how this works. You should know that by now. 
So do you disagree with the special counsel Mueller's conclusion in his report, Mr. Taibbi, that the Trump campaign knew about Russia's interference, they welcomed it, and they used it for their benefit? You have no reason to disagree with that, don't you? You have no information. So after that foreign interference in our 2016 election, Twitter and other social media companies naturally wanted to work with the intelligence community to stop Vladimir Putin from interfering in our elections again. Mr. Taibbi, do you think it's a legitimate pursuit of the FBI to try to stop foreign interference in our elections? Again, sir, will I be allowed to answer this question? or, or It's a yes or no question. Do you think it's a legitimate pursuit of the FBI? It's not a yes or no answer. No, 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 no. I'm not asking how. I'm saying, as an objective, do you think it's a legitimate objective of the FBI to stop foreign interference in our elections? I think it's a legitimate objective to stop actual foreign interference. Okay. Ah. I think what Matt Taibbi is trying to say is that the Russians were being framed by our intel agencies, which, I mean, all you need to do is pay just a little bit of attention to realize that what they tell us isn't always reality. But let's look into Dan Goldman for just a little bit. Guess where he went to school, Frankie? He went to Yale. Wow. Never Automatically uh, consider him a club member. He is one of the wealthiest men in Congress. He is from the 10th Congressional District of New York. Here's what his profile and his bio says. Goldman's financial disclosures indicate he was a, has a line of credit from Goldman Sachs worth up to $50 million in addition to investments in weapons manufacturers Sturm, Ruger, and company, defense contractors Lockheed Martin and Northrop Grumman, oil companies Chevron, ExxonMobil, and Halliburton, and Rupert Murdoch's Fox Corporation, a Democrat, wow. invested in Rupert Murdoch's Fox Corporation and News Corp. Uh, very interesting. I think he might have a motive outside of getting to the truth. Would you uh, at least give me that, Frankie, uh, that he 100%. might not be all we think he is? I would I would put all my money on it. It's amazing, isn't it? The, it when you it hear is. these people talk and you see the way they go about it, 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 you look them up and they're all from the club schools and they all have an agenda and they all have a motive and I nobody except for me talks about it. And it's just like how you say that they program us, right? It seems as as so like they're almost programmed to speak a certain way and and talk a certain way. You know they what are. I mean? It's just it's interesting. Yeah, they are. That's what they go to school for. Yeah. That's why they're going to those schools. I think they are either like I say before, they are either indo- either indoctrinated and or it's just a secret handshake and they know what the agenda is and they can play it out in real time, but they know what they know what not to say and what to say and they know how to play the game. Yep. And you can see that. I, one of these days, I'll probably get into that, uh, how they talk to each other through the media. Uh, because in the Rockefeller Foundation papers, uh, Lockstep, it talks about how the media just kind of knows. They know they know where the information comes from. Mm-hmm. So they get their marching orders through the media. So yeah. it's kind of an untold secret, but they get their uh, direction through the media, and then the process begins to sell whatever narrative they want to sell. It's It's quite interesting. Here is... Michael Schellenberger, because what he talks about are the alphabet agencies that he recognized were involved in Twitter to suppress the voice of the American people. Anybody that had a narrative outside of the uh, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, corporate news, media narrative bubble, uh, Uh they were being suppressed on Twitter, which is very disturbing. But here's how this conversation went. Again, Michael Schellenberger, clip number 3-3. Ready, go. Sorry, the Department of Homeland Security, uh, you know, had had to try try to create a disinformation board uh, that went away after public backlash. But we now realize that they have this other enterprise, and they've been building out basically mechanisms to 
proliferate a censorship industrial complex around the country to censor on a whole range of issues. And so you've seen them, you've seen this censorship industry go from, well, we're just fighting ISIS to, well, we're just fighting Russian disinformation bots to, well, now we need to fight domestic misinformation, which is just saying we need to fight against people who are saying things we disagree with online. That's all that means. And I, I mean, it's not a slippery slope. It's an immediate leap into a, a terrifying mechanism that I, we only see in totalitarian societies of attempting to gain control over what the social media platforms are, allow, are allowing. And so, um, yeah, for me, it's just, it starts at DHS, but we basically see um, almost every government agency involved in this. Almost every government agency involved in it. So now, let wow. me just kind of cross-reference all of these different narratives because I want to get back to Josh Hawley. Josh Hawley, uh, the conservative from Yale, uh, senator from Missouri says yep. all of the things. He is a very bright guy, clearly, uh, does a terrific job in Congress of uh, laying out all of the narratives that conservatives love to hear. Uh, but here he is with Fox News. He's with Brett Baer and Martha McCallum. Uh, this is on January 4th. This is right before uh, January 6th. And they are asking him whether he is going to, um, whether he believes that the election was stolen, whether he is going to create a fuss over whether the election was stolen and whether he has any authority to do such a thing. But here's how the conversation went, and I want you to pay close attention to it because they throw in Mike Pence, and I want you to listen to uh-huh. what Mike Pence had to say. Here we go, okay. Frankie. Clip number 3-7. Ready. Go. We are about 24 hours away from the polls closing here in the state of Georgia, and ballot counting will officially begin. But on the other side of that, another political storm is brewing in Washington as Republican lawmakers gear up to contest the Electoral College results, and that will happen during Wednesday's joint session, something that Vice President Pence hinted at today. Watch this. I promise you, come this Wednesday, we'll have our day in Congress. One of the senators leading that charge Josh Hawley joins us now. Senator, thanks for the time. Little pause. Yes, I can. Okay, gotcha. What is the ultimate goal here? Uh, You've talked about it a little bit differently than Senator Cruz has. Uh, What are you trying to overturn the election as it stands now and to keep President Trump in the White House as of January 20th? But what I'm trying to do, Brett, is to raise the concerns that my constituents have all all over Missouri. I have heard from people like I've never heard before over the last month about this election. They have major, major concerns about the integrity, the fairness of this election, and they expect me to stand up and to raise those those concerns. And this is the only forum I have to do it. This is the forum that the Constitution and the statutes provide. And they also want action. They want an investigation into these irregularities. Uh, They want uh, new election laws to make sure that our elections are secure going forward. This is my chance to stand up and speak for them, and somebody has got to take their concerns seriously and speak up, and that's what I'm going to do. I wonder if that happened, Frankie. Do you think that around the United States as a big-time senator, always on Fox News, do you think that Josh Hawley has been beating down the door to make sure that elections are secure, that he says his constituents went crazy over and wanted resolution to? Do you think that happened, Frankie? I don't think that that happened. What do no, you think? If I, if, if, you know, if I would... To take a guess, I would assume he said what he had to said at the right time, and now he's, let me guess, probably completely never talked about it again. Ah, it's very interesting that you say Am that. I close? Because, well, you're good because I just pulled this off the presses. This was from March 10th. This is from Josh Hawley because Josh uh-huh. Hawley, remember, 
Uh, he's going to stay on the narrative of the day because when you stay on the narrative of the uh, narrative of the day, you never resolve any of the narratives of the past. Yeah. Got it? Yep. The narratives of today overwhelm resolution to narratives that they had in the past. Benghazi, spy balloons. I could go on for a thousand years. Here's what he just put out. This is to President Xi. This is a letter from Josh Hawley to the uh, the leader of the Chinese Communist Party. It says, "Dear President Xi." Today, the U.S. House of Representatives followed the Senate in, a unanim- in unanimously adopting my bill to declassify U.S. government intelligence on the origins of the COVID virus. Because what we want is the intelligence agencies that lie all the time. Yeah, we yeah. want them to tell us where the uh, COVID uh, virus originated. It goes yeah. on to say, I know you are keenly interested in this bill. Your own communist officials have written to my office demanding we renounce it in their usual lecturing idiotic style, because now he's going to be tough with the Chinese, right? Oh, yeah. But the bill will soon be law unless you can convince President Biden to veto it. Time's up. Come clean about your role in spreading COVID to the world. What's interesting about that particular uh, uh, letter from Josh Hawley to President Xi is that maybe he wasn't listening to the congressional hearings with former CDC director... Robert Redfield. I want you to pay attention to this clip because this is Robert Redfield. Where is he? Uh, This is Robert Redfield answering questions about the origins of COVID and how it all went down. This is clip number four, six. Frankie, ready, go. I recommend take the vaccines. I did it. It's good. That's not the one I was looking for. I recommend take the vaccines. I did it. It's good. I'm sorry. (laughs) Mr. Trump just wanted to get in there very quickly and let us know what he had to say about the the COVID virus. Where is that clip? I thought it was 4-6, no? Uh, Hang on one second here, Robert Redfield. Give me one second, Frankie, and I'll tell you where to go with it. I thought it was 4-6. Good Lord, I'm such a loser. It is 3-6. That's the problem. Here we go. This is, no, it's not. I'm all messed up here. Maybe we're going to have to get to it. And now I want to get to Robert Redfield right now. It is four. Oh, that's why. Here we go. Robert Redfield, one, one more Let's time. Do you think that Dr. Fauci intentionally lied under oath to Senator Paul when he vehemently denied NIH's funding of gain-of-function research? I think there's no doubt that NIH was funding gain-of-function research. Is it likely that American tax dollars funded the gain-of-function research that created this virus? I think it did, not only from NIH, but from the State Department, USAID, and from DOD. Well, it sounds like our government was involved in it, Frankie, doesn't it? So why, as all of this information is coming out, are we blaming the Chinese when obviously we sponsored gain-of-function technology according to our own CDC director? Remember, if you want to get involved in the conversation... TheRobShowPodcast.com, that is the R-rated version of this particular show where we're uninterrupted and we can go for as long as we like to get the information out there. And if you have questions or want to give us any information you feel is relevant, TheRobShowHost at gmail.com. TheRobShowHost at gmail.com with two Bs. If you want to hear a replay of this show, Rumble, get the app, look up SR1 and The Rob Carter Show. Uh, stick around. We're going to play in the very last segment my conversation with Trisha Hope. This is a this lady is the real deal. We should all take her example. She oh, yeah. gets out there and she hustles and she gets in front of these Congress people. She gets in front of these senator, senators and she puts a lot of pressure on them. Uh, we'll be back for the final segment. Stick with us. We'll be right back. The Rob Carter Show. SR1 Sundays. Oh, 
All right, everybody, welcome back. Final segment of the day. Woo! Out of the corporate news bubble and into the bright, sunshiny skies of reality. I want to get into this conversation with Trisha Hope. I love Trisha Hope. I found her. Somebody sent me a Facebook Live video of her way back in the day, and she was getting after some Congress people and senators inside the Capitol building way back. This is maybe five, six years ago. I can't remember how long. And I have followed her ever since. She does not want me to promote her book. She sold out of this book all of the time, but she chronicled all of the tweets by Donald Trump. Uh, she, like me, believed that he was going to drain the swamp. He was saying all the right things. And like I've said a million times on the podcast and on this show, when he extended the two-week lockdown, I went, uh-oh. Yep. We have another guy that is going to play games like climate change and all of the ruses, all of the wars. Now, you may say that, oh, he didn't start a war over in Afghanistan. He didn't start a war. Well, he started a war right against us. Whether you understand it or not, that's exactly what happened. When you tell somebody they have to wear a mask on their face or imply that the states can put a mask on your face, when you say that you can't travel in or out of the country unless you have a gene therapy that they sold as vaccines, well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a problem. So what I'm going to do here, Frankie, is I want to play just the conversation the way it was because it's not an interview. I'm not a big fan of interviews with people like Trish. If it's somebody that I've never met or don't know or haven't had conversations with, Uh, that's a different story and we can ask them questions. But here, you're going to get a raw conversation. The way I went down was Frankie and I got on a Zoom call, had a conversation with Trish. We let her get rolling because once you get rolling, you just say whatever's on your mind. Yep. It's a little bit annoying because I say yes, yes, and I try to keep people moving along. So it's not perfect for radio, but I think sometimes people like to have a glimpse into a real conversation amongst people that are involved in the game because she was there on January 6th. I was there on January 6th. I know how the game is played. Uh, She knows how the game is played. And I think the conversation is very enlightening. So here we go. This is the first part of the conversation. We're going to play about uh, 10, 12 minutes of the the talk with Trisha Hope. Um, What has she got going on here? It is the Operation Yellow Ribbon. That's what she really wants to get out uh, out to everybody is that she wants to bring awareness to these poor people that are sitting in prison from the January 6th grand insurrection led by a guy dressed as a Viking. Here's conversation. Here is my conversation with Trisha Hope. Go. I just can't believe what's happening. I can't either. I, I, I wonder sometimes if, if, if COVID and all the different things that have happened in the last couple of years haven't created some kind of PTSD for some people and they're just frozen. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. I really, I really don't because I talk about this issue all the time. And most of the time I met with, you know, blank stares and change of subject. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That they don't want to talk about it and they're uncomfortable. Um, and I'm trying to educate people in a way that helps them understand, because if they don't understand, we're all in a whole lot more trouble. If we could all just come together, we could end this insanity in a minute. Yes. I mean, if we all united, yes. we could, we can stop them cold, but fear has taken over so many people that they're they're they have paralysis. Yeah, that's all I can think of. I think that's the that's the case too. Do you think about? Do you contemplate when I'm alone by myself, or when I'm talking to friends that are in the same arena as me? I always think, how do you get out of this mess? What is the what is the process to get out of something like this? Because I give you some theories, and you tell me where you think uh, your mind is at. I think the elections mm-hmm. at the the key elections are being manipulated. Um, and I think yeah. that is the scariest part as to what's going on. And 
Nobody seems to know how to fix it. Nobody seems to want to fix it. You look at these politicians I talk about on the show all the time. If you have the Republicans and they lose, they say that the elections were stolen. And when the Democrats lose, they say the Republicans stole it and vice versa. But then when it gets right. settled, nobody says a word because they're already right. in place. And I'm looking at that going, the first thing we need to do is be able to pick who our representatives are and get these people out of there. I mean, they all of yep. them, as far as I'm concerned, they can all go. I don't they even if there's somebody that's good there, I don't trust any of them anymore. I say we clean house, throw, the, bu- throw the bums out, and let's get yeah. some middle class Americans in there that have had to pay taxes yeah. and work some their regular tails off. Regular Joe's. Regular people. I don't need anybody <laughs> from Harvard and Columbia and Yale and Oxford right. and Johns Hopkins. I want them all out of there. But when you tell people that, they're like, Well, how would you know, how do you go about doing that? And I think like you do, because you're my hero. To be honest with you, I don't know anybody that works as hard as you do as a citizen. I don't see anybody that works as hard as you do. I see people that are doing it for money. I see people that are doing it for fame or they're trying to get on YouTube. Uh, Frankie will tell you that, you know, eventually I may make a career out of this, but for the most part, I've spent my own money. I haven't tried to make any money on this. In fact, we brought advertising money and I gave it all to the radio station because I wanted right. until I could see the tide beginning to turn, if it ever does, until I could see the tide turn, I didn't want anybody to think the motive was impure. You know, and I see you, and I right. know you're spending your own money. You're traveling all over the country. You're, I know you, you wrote a book, but the, you're, you're, are you publishing? Uh, what's the book? Just right. the tweets. Yeah, just the tweets. We don't have it's it sold available out. right now, so I'm not. You're always sold I'm not out promoting. We are. We're all, we're always sold out. <laughs> and I, right now, I kind of purposely have pulled back because that's not what I want to do right now. Our, we don't need to sell something right now. Right now, we need to focus on what's happening, and we need. I, I want people to listen to what I'm saying as just a regular person who's trying to tell you something really important. Right. And you don't want your, you don't want your really motive important. to be questioned, right? Don't, can't you get a feeling no, like don't. you don't want your motive to be questioned? That's kind of where I'm at. Um, with the January 6th thing, um, do you have any any strategy for putting pressure on these people other than just calling your senators, calling your congresspeople, and just overwhelming them with pressure? Is there anything else that you can think of that we can do? Well, we have people? something... Well, we have something in the works right now. It's called Operation Yellow Ribbon, and that's one of the reasons I went to uh, to CPAC was to hand out these ribbons. But there's more to it. The ribbon uh, is just you know something to share. But, but we there's a book. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called The American Gulag Chronicles: uh, Letters from Prisoners, Letters from Prison. I have, and it's letters that the prisoners have written, and it's been put into book format. And we're we are asking people to donate a copy of the book. And we're gathering these books, and we're going to take them to Congress and deliver, hand deliver them to Congress members, so that they can no longer say they don't know what's happening at the DC Gulag. So that's one of the things that we're doing. Mike Lindell, who is always amazing, has just donated fifty books, and uh, so we're we're on our way. We're starting to to get a good amount of books, and we're going to we're going to deliver them. We've done this before with two thousand mules. I went door to door delivering one hundred and fifty copies. We're going to do the same thing, but more copies, uh, and we're going to push hard that they understand and, and that they read these books because it's important. You know, you can't turn a blind eye to uh, a crime that is being committed. You can't, and that's what's happening to these pers- these prisoners. I see it's it the criminal. same way, Trish. I, I was I was thinking the other day, the way I describe it on my show is you're used to uniforms of one team and uniforms of the other. What's going on right now? is our government is against free people. And if you don't band together as free people, you don't need to put on uniforms and you don't need to fight. You don't need to turn this into a violent uh, confrontation. But there is a way to put enough pressure on your representatives to where they're going to have to do it. They just have to do it. There's there's a point where the pressure becomes too much and action must be taken or it becomes an ugly situation for them. 
You can smear right. them. You can you can really hurt their reputations. You can get it to where they're almost uncomfortable to walk down the street. Not that they're going to get physically assaulted, but nobody likes them anymore. They're just hated everywhere they go. Right. That's that's the kind of pressure right. you have to put on people. And that they're challenged. It's it's important to challenge them and to ask them what are you doing. I can't you know? get a politician it, to challenge to, to to talk to me ever. I call them. I, I bait I them. I call I call them out on the radio station. They will not talk to me because I just don't. I'm like you. I don't see them as celebrities. I'm not. I'm not right. bringing them on because like oh, you're so wonderful, <laughs> Mister So and So. You know, and, and you talk to him in that manner. I just want answers to questions. You know, I want answers to. Right. You know, Josh Hawley here is. You know, he's the big hero in Missouri. I don't get it, right. and I fundraise for Josh Hawley, so it's not like I haven't changed yep. my opinion on him. Um, but I see him say he's going to fight for Trump in the 2020 elections. He's going to stand up. He's going to make his voice to, mm-hmm. uh, heard. And then after it was over, he's moved on to a thousand different topics. He's not talking about the January 6th prisoners. He's not talking. Right. Now, just for example, they're going to talk about the origin of COVID. And I'm like, well, f- who cares what the origin of COVID is? I want to talk about the orchestration of COVID and what you guys try to do with COVID and how you try to take right. our freedoms away with COVID and how you had my kid putting on two masks and how you had my wife scared to death and how yeah. you had the, you lied about every single ounce of it from start to finish. I don't really care they- where it came from. I want you people that orchestrated this. I want some accountability quickly yeah yeah well and i mean you know we all know it was i don't think it was a lab leak i think it was an intentional leak but you know, whatever we know it yeah. didn't come from a bat right okay and anybody with a brain knows that and the fact that they're pretending that this is new news pisses me off right. i mean it's ridiculous right it's ridiculous and they play us for fools that way and you know and we let them and so we got to stop that yeah we got to stop being fools, Frankie. What do you think of her so far? She is, uh, she's a ball of fire. Yep. She's out there hustling day to day, trying to get in front of Congress people and trying to get them to answer questions, trying to make them aware of topics. And she does a nice job of explaining who's who. She said she came up to Matt Gates, and Matt Gates goes, uh, do you want a picture? And she goes, no, I want to know yep. what you're doing about the January 6th uh, protesters that are in prison. Because these people think you want pictures and autographs because they think they're celebrities. People must remember that just because they're on TV and they're very exciting to listen to because they're all full of crap, yeah. uh, that they work for us. And when our country is going the wrong direction, you must be putting pressure on them. Let me continue on with this conversation. I think, I think it's time for, I just, this society is so, I don't know, this, it's, um, I don't know if it was like this before. I, you know, who knows? Cause I'm, you know, you only know what you know from your life experience, but I just cannot believe how apathetic people are in my life because, I am so just disturbed by it. Um, I, there's glimmers of hope on day to day, and I try to live my life and be a happy person. I'm not saying I'm in my room in a right. black, you know, in a closet, uh, but I do just want people to get with it and to care and to worry about other people because what's the old saying? It's eventually it's going to get to you, right? It's your neighbor. It's yeah. you know, it's it's getting closer and closer, but eventually it gets to you. Right. It feels to me like if nobody acts, if the American people don't make their voices heard. I just think they have the system kind of cornered. I mean, they have the, if you can make the laws and you can control the media, where do you go from there? I mean, you pretty much got the system cornered. It would take the American people to recognize it and then put some, you know, some strategies in place to turn this baby over, which to me always starts with the election. I mean, if you cannot turn your uh, government over and they're there, you got guys like Mitch McConnell and these people that you, nobody likes, but they seem to always get reelected. I don't know. Right. How is that? How is that happening? I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't feel right to me. And I played clips on the show. They have a guy who was all the way back in 2004 who said a Florida congressman asked him if he could rig the voting machines. And he said, yes. And they said, can you do it? And he said, yes. And he goes, and I did do it. And the Democrats are all asking the questions. 
I pay attention to politics for my entire life more than anybody that I've, I've never met anybody that is more interested in politics than me. I don't even remember that story. I don't remember it from 2004 right. to you. I mean, I, I found it because I was searching it out, no, but I don't remember but, it from 2004. No, we're so overwhelmed. There's so much information that, and there's so much chaos that it's hard to focus on. You, know, you forget. I mean, it, it just moves so fast. And I think that's, you know, by design, <laughs> but I think, I think we're in such trouble right now. I really think that this, this, Corruption is far deeper and wide than I had ever imagined. Me I mean, I, I truly believe, I don't know that we're going to come out of it. I, I'm concerned about it. I Me really too. am, especially if people will not wake up. Right. And act. And act. Have yeah. the courage to and act. And take action. I have the courage. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's just, I talk about it with, with Frankie, with all of my friends. I say, you can't be afraid all your life. I mean, what kind of who wants no. to live in fear? I mean, it's either you. What, if they, what if they do something to you, or they put you in jail, or even if they kill you, what are you going to walk around right. afraid all the time and just eventually be in a in an open air prison? I mean, is that where we're going? Because that's what you know. From my perspective, that's what the whole country is about. We were a brave nation. We said, you know what, we're going to fight for yes. what we believe in. And all of a sudden, it's like if you can keep me just comfortable enough, I have some electricity, I have my lights are on, and I can feed myself, yep. or the government's feed me, whatever it is. If I can just get by. Then I'll watch all the atrocities around me to other people, and I'll just let it yes. go. Doesn't it feel like that to you at and times? It's very depressing. That's, it, that's exactly what's happening, Rob. That is exact. People don't want it to touch them, and so long as it doesn't touch them directly, they'll they'll put up with just about anything. But it is going to touch them. It is going. It's going to continue, and it's going to touch them, and then it's going to be too late. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm trying to you know scream at the top of my lungs to get people to hear. Uh, and it's frustrating, and it, and it's you know it, it's frustrating to me that, are, that people will not wake up. When are you going back out on the road for your uh, like with these books? Um, so the American Gulag well, probably, book is what it's called, right? Yeah. If you don't mind, can I can I read the sure. uh, Go ahead. website Go address? So if you would like to purchase a book to donate uh, to our effort, you go to patriot action dot com slash Operation Yellow Ribbon. Let me finish that up for Frankie. Uh, love that conversation, but we're running awesome. out of time, and I want to get this across. It is patriot-action-pac.com slash Operation Yellow Ribbon. If you go to that website, you can donate money for these books. Uh, it is letters from the prisoners being held on January 6th unjustly in America. If you don't care that your fellow citizens are being held without trial, that are being held with these ridiculous charges, if it doesn't bother you that exculpatory evidence is being held against them or held with, so that they can't see it, judges can't see it, the American people can't see it, and both parties don't seem to care, uh, then we have a problem. You have yep. to care about your neighbors. You have to have some morality in America to have a free system, and people need to pay attention to it. Final thing of the day, Frankie, i got to run. If you want to get involved in the show, therobshowhost at gmail.com. I'll answer any questions. If you have information that is pertinent to the topics, therobshowhost at gmail.com. If you want to hear the podcast, it's therobshowpodcast.com. Therobshowpodcast.com. Or you can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple. We're out of time. Frankie, say goodnight. Good night, everyone. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you next Sunday at 6 o'clock on The Rob Carter Show. Have a great weekend, everybody. Good night. This is SR1.